Hi, my name is Sam Thiday. I'm an ex-NRL rugby league player who played 29 games for Queensland, over 300 games for my club, the Brisbane Broncos, and 32 games for Australia. He gives it to Thiday. Thiday for the line. Thiday over. Across my whole career, I've had a lot of deep and meaningful conversations with my friends, teammates, and family. But the one conversation I haven't had is the one that's really important. It's the conversation that could literally save a life. It's the conversation around organ donation. In this six-part podcast series, I'm going to be sitting down with people who have received a life-saving organ donation. You don't know when it's going to be yourself or one of your family. Yeah. You know, and it can happen any time. It was intense because, like, at 11 years old, you don't think you're going to plan your own funeral. A surgeon hand-pumped my heart for a whole hour while I got hooked up to the life support machine. I'll also get the chance to sit down and talk to people who have made the decision to donate their loved one's organs to save someone's life. Just think she's such a giving person to be able to help someone else. How does it make you feel that Georgia could help so many people? It makes me feel really proud of her. Through this tragedy, her memory is still... Uh, is still out there living in people and uh, making their lives better. And she would have been happy with that. The idea, as simple as it is, is to have people have that conversation around organ donation. Let's meet today's guest. Hi, my name's Mary Burke. Hello, my name's Michaela Burke. Now, this first story is sad, but out of the sadness comes the story how so many people's lives have been changed for the better. Right now... 1,750 people are waiting for life-saving organs like kidneys, livers, hearts, lungs, pretty much every important organ. Last year, 350,000 people registered on the Australian Organ Donation Register. By doing this, they're saying that they'll donate their tissue and organs when they pass, giving hope to so many out there waiting. There is also 13 million Australians aged 16 plus that are eligible to register as an organ and tissue donor. But guess what? They haven't yet. So what are you waiting for? To register yourself, head to donatelife.gov.au. We are sitting outside today at Mary's house. Thank you very much for having us here. You might hear whippersnippers in the background, Um, birds, birds. the dog, Fabio. <laughs> um, so if you hear some, some noises, that's what that is. Uh, Mary, I'm going to start with you today. Um, it's not a great thing, but you're pretty familiar with loss in your, in your lifetime, aren't you? Absolutely. Yes, unfortunately, um, we've gone through the process where my kids have lost their father um, and their auntie as well, um, and they've also lost their sister uh, in a fairly short period of time so and all from the same um disease mary uh talk us through uh the loss of your husband to start off with uh so my husband rod was a paramedic out in gundawindi uh he was the netball coach the touch football coach the junior rugby league coach so he's quite entrenched in in the community uh, as we all were uh he had um Got back. He hadn't been working the previous night, and he was on the computer. My son um, 
raise the alarm about three o'clock in the morning. He'd gotten up and unfortunately Rod had passed away from a brain aneurysm. So that was very traumatic. And un- unfortunately as well, the, the um, people that came to his aid were his work colleagues. How old was Rod when he passed away? Uh, Rod was 49. Aunty Tony yeah. passed away. Uh, very similar circumstances? Yes, so Tony was 44 when she passed away and she had had uh, a brain aneurysm as well um, and she was in Harvey Bay at the time and flown down to Brisbane where she became an organ donor. Talk to me about uh, how important it was for, for, for Tony to be an organ donor. Tony was very much a free spirit, so Tony would have loved that... Um, parts of her were spread spread out to, to, to a lot of people. You know, she was really vivacious. Um, I always say uh, Tony knew everything, so and we all followed what Tony said. So, yeah, she was a single mum with a daughter, Beck, and so she did pretty tough, but she was, yeah, she was um, very close to Rod as well. They were really tight, so and adored each other and she adored my kids and they all loved their auntie Tony and I, I do remember she used to tease my son Keenan um, he used to love to have his fingernails and toenails painted yeah and we all do uh, <laughs> we all do I hate for me to say this now um, and whenever we'd go over to her place she'd have the new colours and she'd show him and, and apparently his father told him that he couldn't play football if he had his fingernails playing and so uh, it was a really tough choice for him to give up painting fingernails. Uh, and Rod and Tony, brother and sister? Brother and sister, yeah, that's right. Was it a discussion that Tony had with uh, the family about wanting to be an organ donor? I don't remember actually having that conversation because it was quite a number of years ago and so it wasn't probably pre- um, relevant in, in our life. It wasn't something that we would have even discussed because things like that don't happen to people like us you know just your normal family it doesn't happen so it wasn't something we discussed however after Tony passed we did all uh, always have the conversation that um, if something was to happen to any of us or the kids that we would all be organ donors. Mary how did those uh, discussions uh, unfold? We always had dinner together as a family, so there was always the six of us, and if Rod was there, because he was always on call or working, uh, he'd be there too. But we started the conversation that we would all, um, if anything happened to any of us, that we would all donate because it was really important. So it was a dinner table discussion amongst many other things during the, the times when the kids were smaller. And Yeah, I can remember. Um, I was probably around age six or seven like it was it was just a top normal topic of discussion that came up I think everyone was always mutual on the decision happy to go through with it if that situation were to arise not that we ever thought it would again but uh two family members at such a young age must have been absolutely and terribly hard for you and then uh, you lose your daughter at the age of 18 I think there comes a point in your life where you go, nothing bad's going to happen again. <laughs> yeah. You've already had it twice. There's surely it wouldn't happen a third time. Georgia had had a, um, a brain bleed when she was 15 as well. So she'd gone through all the um, tests and everything and they couldn't find where it had come from. So she was basically given the all clear that 
and I used to say to her, oh, you'll be fine. You know, it's not going to – you've had the all clear, you know, so you've had testing and things like that. So to lose Georgia, I think for us, I mean, we lost Georgia, but the whole community lost Georgia as well because she was just this um, vivacious girl who was athletic, um, she was nice, she was kind, everybody loved her. And it's easy for people to say that, you know, everybody loved, you know, someone that you love, but they truly did, you know. Uh, The Indigenous community loved Georgia. Georgia was the girl that was driving around in the ute with a car full of kids, you know, (laughs) taking them all out to McDonald's or teaching them how to, you know, play touch and just running around. She was just such a big kid, wasn't she? Yeah, she was just the exact same as me. It was hard for everybody. And and it doesn't, I know people go, oh, you know, as the years go on, it gets easier. It doesn't get easier because you see all her peers hitting their milestones and you, you think of, oh, she would have been doing that. And, you know, so that's really hard. And, but just knowing that us making the decision to um, donate her organs made it, it made it worthwhile. It, it's hard, that's not even the right word to say, but it made it a little bit more acceptable that at least something that was bad turned into something good for others. You could tell that Mary knew that Georgia wanted to donate her organs and they'd had that conversation as a family. And you have to remember that if you haven't had that conversation with your family, now's the best time to have that. To register yourself, head to donatelife.gov.au. Nobody expects tragedy to happen, so it's important to have that conversation right now. Michaela remembers the day that Georgia passed. Georgia and I, we played on two separate touch teams. She was way better than I was. <laughs> um, before football, well, touch, we would make a um, quick trip via McDonald's um, to get ourselves <laughs> some chips and Big Mac sauce. And then we'd go to the fields and go our separate ways. The fields were right next to each other yeah. um, so on the same oval and I think we were only about five or ten minutes into the game and the alarm for half time what I thought went off and I was like geez this is it's a bit early like I'm not even puffed yet yeah it, it was just like an eerie silence that was around I saw there was a big crowd over on the other field and then I had one of George's friends run over to me and she said, it's, it's your sister, you've got to go, go over to her. I initially thought it was just like a rolled ankle or something, which was, wasn't unusual at those fields. Um, however, yeah, she'd fallen to the ground. They weren't sure why. Um, I just ran over to see if I could just comfort her or something. Um, But it was a lot more serious than that. There was nurses who played alongside her in that team, performing CPR, um, and I was quickly rushed out of there because it wasn't something 
my family and friends wanted me to see. Um, yeah, and then I was just crying, waiting for anything to know that she was better or in some way, shape or form. The ambulances arrived and they um, carried Georgia in to the ambulance. Mum, you went with her and from there, as Mum mentioned, we were a close-knit community so everyone we knew. Mary, you rode in the ambulance with Georgia. Um, yeah. Did you have any idea what was going on at that time or there was something inside you that maybe knew? Well, I was at the touch field as well when it happened so I just had this feeling. I just The feeling I had then was I knew it wasn't good um, and so riding with her to the hospital and being at the hospital and um, everybody working on her, I'd, I just had this feeling that it was like this numbness that I knew what the outcome was already. You just have this gut feeling. And then flying down in the, the chopper, um, her blood pressure was just dropping the whole time and, yeah, I wasn't surprised by the outcome. It's just an eerie feeling. You just can't describe it because you can remember every moment of that afternoon and what happened in the next few days but you don't I, I can't remember the the moment that I knew that she wasn't going to make it because I I just knew when she was there it was the outcome wasn't going to be a good outcome um as tough as that moment was um how fast was the turnaround to you first of all, first of all saying that um Georgia wanted to donate her organs uh to when that process started? It was about five o'clock in the morning when we, where they said it was a catastrophic and that there was nothing they could do. Social worker came, I think it was about eight o'clock in the morning um, and said that uh, just to be with me and that's when I said that, that we were going to become organ donors. Then we had a lot of people arriving. It was sort of just bizarre as well. We had some really good friends in Gladstone that were in Brisbane that day. They've gone to the cricket. So um, they came to the hospital. Uh, one of um, our really good friends from Gundawindi, who was the paramedic that went to Georgia, him and his wife came out and brought my mum with them as well. Um, and so we were all there uh, in the room when the doctors came in again. Uh, and said, oh, we need to have a, a discussion just with the family. And I remember saying, we're all family. Yeah. We're all here together. You've got to say what you've got to say, you say it to all of us. Because so. everybody knew, because we'd all been sitting there having the discussions as well. So that was in the morning. They do the testing to um, declare uh, end of life. Uh, just that they're brain dead. That's when they also do the testing on the organs. Got a call at about 9 o'clock that night to say that all her organs were viable, that she would be a good candidate and that she was going for surgery in the morning and we'd said goodbye to her the night before, that, that night, because we knew it was going to happen. Are those tough conversations around the dinner table um, that led you in that direction to donate her organs? Absolutely. As soon as they told me that um, 
the bleed that Georgia had was catastrophic and there was nothing that they could do for her. The first thing I said, they didn't even ask me. I said, well, she's going to be an organ donor. And they were sort of taken aback by that. And I said, we've all discussed this. So this is something that we've already made a decision about. And so she will become an organ donor. So that was a really positive thing. So they they didn't have to have that hard conversation with me because we'd already made that decision. I, I remember them saying to me, well, we'll have to do all the testings to see if her organs are good enough. And I said, they will be good enough. Yeah. You know? <laughs> she's young, she's healthy, she's fit. Check that liver, though. Yeah, check that liver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, and that's hard too because, you know, uh, you've made the decision to be an organ donor, but it doesn't necessarily um, mean that you will be an organ donor and that you will be able to donate all your organs as well. And she was a, but she was, so she uh, donated to seven people. So they split her um, kidneys as well. Um, and um, she also donated her corneas and um, skin. Organ donation is the gift worth giving. And you can hear it in Mary and Michaela's story. Now there's a few question marks and myths around organ donation and it's my job to bust them right now. First of all, you don't have to be 18 to register. You can be 16 and up. If you drink or smoke, don't let that be the reason you don't want to register. Almost anyone can donate tissue and organs and you shouldn't assume that you're not healthy enough, even me. It only takes a minute to register. Time starts now so Get on and register. Donatelife.gov.au So I got a a letter from uh, the man who was blind and he was able to see with her corneas. He was a man in his 60s. so That's so amazing. Yeah, so he could watch his grandchildren grow up and and be part of society again, you know, things that he was used to doing. He got all that back. How does it make you feel that Georgia could help so many people? It makes me feel really proud of her. So that um, through this tragedy, her memory is still uh, is still out there, living in people and uh, making their lives better. And she would have been happy with that. Well, I, I think, like you told us, in life and in death, she was someone who really gave back to people, didn't she? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she was a teacher aide at um, the local primary school in Gundawindi, and um, she. Uh, was teaching young Indigenous kids to read and I remember her Facebook post it it said the best day of my life is teaching a child that couldn't read and bringing her up to a, a level above her age in a short period of time I was like yep that's what she did and they all adored her so they would do that for her read for her. <laughs> so everybody's very lucky to have pieces of Georgia with them Would you say that Essentially, your your big sister is a superhero. Absolutely, I would say she's more than a superhero. Um, she's she ceases to amaze me every day. I always say I'm trying to live this life for Georgia um, because she didn't get to live it as much as she could, but she is always my motivation. Um, she was. Yeah, everything more than a superhero. How important is is it to have, uh, first and foremost, the, the organ donation conversation, but also spreading the word in, in, in this form as well? 
I think it's essential to have the organ donation conversation. You never think it's going to happen to you. I don't think it was going to happen to us. We were just going along with our everyday life and then all this tragedy happened. So we never thought that we would be part of this community. And I have to say, I was so proud to be part of the community as well because our journey was for a short period of time. Um, Georgia wasn't unwell. She was living her best life. She was playing sports and, you know, um, had boyfriends and lots of good times. So we never thought that, that this would be part of our journey. And then when it happens to you, I think you just have to run with it as well um, and share, share your story so that people know that it can happen to anybody. Michaela, um, you said that you're living your life the way your sister would have lived her life. Um, I know there's not meant to be contact with the recipients of the donated organs, but if you could tell them something about your sister, what would you tell them about your sister? There's so many things I could tell them. Um, Mainly she had so much love to give and so much energy and time for anyone. All she would have wanted to do is to make sure that that person who received her organs just gives as much time, energy and love to people as they can. Don't sweat the small stuff. Um, Live as large as you can. Be there for your friends. And, yeah, she was... She just wanted everyone to be happy. Uh, thank you very much for having us here today. Thanks for the cup of tea too. No appreciate worries. that. <laughs> Thanks nice. for choosing no us, Sam. We really appreciate it. And um, we're really happy to share our memories and story of Georgia because she was the best. I'm Sam Thiday and I will see you next time on A Gift Worth Giving.